Hi, I'm Nora, and I'm at church. And then, out of the blue, I get this email from this uh, Frank Turner guy. And, uh, and he's like, hey, man, I, I see what you've got going on here. I like it. I saw the video. I want to talk to you about how we can maybe partner. I feel like God kind of gave me a vision for the same thing you're talking about. Like, how can we partner together? And ultimately, I had already kind of struggled with launching this as a white man. I have, you know, some black friends that had kind of, I had run everything I did by, including the script for the video, just everything, um, because I wanted to make sure that, that like, it wasn't just coming from my voice, that there was some cosign on it of sorts, you know what I mean? That, that I, because uh, I, I got to recognize my own blind spots as being a white man. And uh, when Frank reached out, I was like, wow, this could be cool because, you know, we get to, you know, have both perspectives present, you know, and, and then you pitch the idea of a podcast. Yeah, defund the church, rebuild the kingdom, ain't no doubt. Time to wake up because the church walls shouldn't be there to keep people out. Yeah, let's come together, ready for change. Now is the time. We are one unit that is under God. Let's put an end to the racial divide. Uh, I gotta scream it out louder. Let's rebuild the kingdom from the ground up. Bringing unity in the community and keep the Holy Spirit all around us. Yeah, yeah, defund the church. Let's go. Church. I'm Frank Turner here with Pastor Justin Douglas of the Belong Collective, and we're excited that you're listening today. We want to encourage you to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, and all other major podcast platforms. Uh, again, before I get in, we get into the, today's topic, Pastor, uh, just let everyone know why they should be listening to Defund the Church. Yeah, I think one of the things we're doing here is just trying to have honest conversations about the church and ultimately consider how we can resource the church differently, how we can consider some of the things the church is, church is invested in and given energy to, and, and whether or not that's really building the kingdom and how there might be some other opportunities that exist, some other vision that exists for a more just uh, reality within our churches, uh, especially in the season where we live in right now, where justice issues are at the forefront of our life and culture. And so, uh, I, I use this analogy and I'll keep using it of like a kitchen. Like if you're going to remodel your kitchen, right? You got to go in and you got to have a plan. What are we taking out? Are we going to put in an Island here? Are we going to do this? And, and you got to start, you got to get that sledgehammer out and start and, you know, knocking off the, the countertops and the cupboards and, and it's, it's painful, you know, cause these are countertops and cupboards maybe you've used for a long time and they have memories and they have, you know, and then you get to build something new. And, and I think the church is in this season right now of needing to deconstruct some of our old uh, kitchen, if you will, <laughs> uh, where we've cooked up these theologies <laughs> to keep going with the, with the metaphor. But, but And build something new and beautiful and ultimately something that's going to you know, build the kingdom. And, uh, and, and I believe that there's an opportunity here for the church in the midst of all this um, you know, opposition and all this difficulty that there's an opportunity here for the church to grow in its influence and to grow in the way it looks like Jesus. And so we want to have just, you know, conversations that are certainly uh, difficult, but at the same time that are ultimately hopeful for where the church can go and how the church can grow. Awesome. You know, it's funny, this today's topic is I always say it's interesting, but this is going to be kind of a fun topic. Yeah. This, 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 is, this isn't going to be exactly for those. I don't want to date myself here, but I know you guys have seen when Harry met Sally or <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. This isn't going to be one of those kind of love stories, but we do need to give kind of the origin story for how we met to even 
what what God what God is doing. We want to kind of explain some of the behind the scenes things of what God is doing in us in building this defund the church movement. So, Pastor, just start you know where where you began with defund the church, and I'll, I'll kind of come in and share, and yeah. then we'll kind of you know tell the story from there. Yeah, well, I shared a little bit of this already, where ultimately, like I saw much of what was taking place in our world and and with the defund the police kind of and um just saw a lack of the church having an honest conversation about race and um racism in the church uh and i grew up in a pretty conservative evangelical community where we were very complicit around issues of race if not very much supportive of white supremacist ideas and and ultimately i think uh the church has done a lot of harm in this area at the very least done harm in just our unwillingness to actually broach the topic and so that was something i'd been feeling far before george floyd um something i'd been feeling honestly way since i lived in boston and kind of my eyes began to open to matters of racism in our world um and when everything started happening and then defund the police was kind of something that started trending, you know, that idea, I said, you know, maybe that's the way we get the church's attention. And it especially was something I considered after I heard the story, a story of a pastor near me who had come out and said to the, to his congregation after George Floyd had been murdered, he, he said some, you know, challenging things to his congregation of just like, hey, we got to do better. And, and ultimately, two weeks later, had to apologize for that. And I just know where that pastor was when he had to apologize. He had people threatening to leave his church, I'm sure people who had maybe even already taken their money from the church. Um, we're in the middle of an unsettling time for the church with Coronavirus. And so ultimately, those people held the influence. And uh, I think we need to have influencers on the other side of this that ultimately are going to say, hey, if the church doesn't begin to rebuild the kingdom and like, to rebuild what we've, what we've got going on, like we're going to leave. Like I don't have patience for this or time for this where we're just going to be complicit in these conversations. And so I felt the need to say, okay, what does a roadmap for that look like? Um, and so I created a video and a website and some sample questions for you to ask your leaders, a sample letter that you can send to your church board, to your pastor, um, but ultimately just to start a conversation, not antagonistic. We're leaving if you don't do X, Y, and Z. That's not the point and purpose of this. But I do think there is something to say to say, hey, these five questions really matter to us. And like, if the church doesn't address them, we feel like, like the church needs to be in a different place right now. And we want to be patient and work with you. And ultimately at the pace that your church is at. So for example, some churches just even opening the conversation would be like leaps and bounds beyond where they've ever been. And other churches, it needs to actually be action. And ultimately you can only discern that for your particular community. I don't think change happens in the snap of a finger overnight. It's usually more like a dimmer switch. And so that's why there's no timeline that I put onto that. It's just ultimately questions and you just get a, get a kind of go from there. So we also put some resources on the website, some books you can read, things like that. And, uh, and then out of the blue, I get this email from this uh, Frank Turner guy. And, uh, and he's like, hey, man, I, I see what you've got going on here. I like it. I saw the video. I want to talk to you about how we can maybe partner. I feel like God kind of gave me a vision for the same thing you're talking about. Like, how can we partner together? 
And ultimately I had already kind of struggled with launching this as a white man. I have, you know, some black friends that had kind of, I had run everything I did by, including the script for the video, just everything. Um, because I wanted to make sure that, that like, it wasn't just coming from my voice that there was some cosign on it of sorts. You know what I mean? That, that I, uh, cause I, I got to recognize my own blind spots as being a white man. And, uh, when Frank reached out, I was like, wow, this could be cool because, you know, we get to, you know, have both perspectives present, you know, and, and then you pitch the idea of a podcast. We, we had a zoom call and you pitch the idea of a podcast and, and here we are in whatever episode number this is, you know, continuing uh, doing that. And what's wild is Frank and I have never even met in person. We've just zoomed. This is the, the Corona world that we're living in. And uh, you're not too far away from me. So we will be in person once, you know, this kind of settles down, but, but it's been great getting to know you. And, and ultimately like we, we envision the church in so many of the same ways of, you know, the desire for justice in the church is, is that how you remember it, Frank, or, or am I, am I remembering correctly about the timeline there and how things went down? <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Um, it's, that's pretty accurate. I would say that what's really interesting was, and I'll tell this, I hadn't maybe shared this yet, but you know, from my perspective, you know, defund the church. I, you know, probably around the same time, because I believe God works, you know, in concert, you know, bringing people together. That's so I was having a conversation with some leaders, in my church and, and you know, I was kind of like, Hey, you know, and I was just kind of going on a tangent. Cause obviously if you listen to this podcast, you know, it's like, this guy keeps talking and um, tell you a funny story. The reason why my wife, she hasn't been listening to a lot of my podcast. She was like, the reason I listen to your podcast is because I know what you're going to say because you talked about everything already. <laughs> so, so, so from that standpoint, I was talking to somebody and I was just going through this, like, you know, down and all these things. And I said, you know, we need to defund the church. And they were like, Oh yeah, I like that. And they were, and, and I was, and I was coming from it from. I, I know your perspective is is great, and my perspective was a little different because obviously you were saying, "Hey, let's defund the church from a white evangelical standpoint," which is very important. But I was even looking at it from a standpoint of man, the church has been erected as this monolithic thing that has really. We talked about Trump on a previous episode. He talked about building a wall, but the, to me, the church had built far more walls than Donald Trump ever could. You mm -hmm. know, all the money in the world, right? So I felt wow. like man. This is this is our chance to build to to build the kingdom in a in a way, and and I, and here's how here's how ignorant or arrogant I was. I was like, man. So I had this idea. I talked to a couple of people about it. I got confirmation. I said, man. I actually talked to a friend of mine who I almost feel like I've never told him this, but he's almost like a spiritual counselor to me. Like he's been through a lot. And he just said, man, defund the church. He said, what you're saying. He said, that's the new vision. That's what God wants for His church. And I was like, oh man. So I was like, let me get on here and see if I can get this domain. Cause you know, I go on my domain thing. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, somebody's taking, I was like, I was like, I was like, it's probably some squatter who wants a thousand dollars or it's like, let's bid. So then I went, I, then I went to the website and I, and I saw your video and I, and I watched the intro and then I went to YouTube and saw the full video. And I said, man, at first I was feeling like I got beat to the punch, but then God said, you still don't get it. You thought you thought you could do this by yourself. He was like, "You're gonna need all the help you can get." He's like, "You're gonna need a pastor." And uh, <laughs> so I wrote the email. Even even when I felt like ah, he probably he's probably gonna be like, "No, nah, I don't really need your help. I already got this." And then and and, the, and it took a while for your response. So I was kind of like, "Cause you know how it is." Like oh, you probably read it and probably like, huh, "Who's this guy?" I sent all these links. Say, hey, "Here's what I've been doing." You know, to know that I'm not some nut job. 
And, um, you know, I didn't hear from him. It wasn't that long. It may have been less. It was less than a week. But, you know, I saw it back and I was like, oh, man, you know, this, let's, let's, let's meet. Let's see, what's, let's see what this is all about. And then just the first conversation was just like, man, there, I would say this. This is why God is real. Not that he's not real, but sometimes for, for us, there has to be a moment where it's just like he's moving. And I've never met, never met Justin in person. And obviously he's white and I'm black, but I'm telling you, we have the same viewpoint on so many things. There, there are people who are black and in the faith who I'm just like, I would don't or have the same amount of agreement with. And that's really shows you some of the constructs that we've built about race are false, false narratives and things we have to break down and we have to really work. And I think that's why God is using us because he's saying, look at these men that don't, didn't know each other, don't have the same race, don't have the same background necessarily, but they have the same spirit and I'm able to use them. And it doesn't take, and when God brings it together, it doesn't take a long time. You know, we talk about team mm. chemistry and like, we got a yeah. big team, we got to draft guys, we got to go to the playoffs and lose. It's like, man, God got us, we're in the game and we're in, we're in the playoffs and we're winning, right? We're advancing and that's, and that's what he does. And when he brings it together, there, it's not hard. He's already developed us to this point where we're able to have these conversations. And so it's just an amazing thing that we're here on this platform. And, and, and to this, just this to be the beginning. I mean, literally, I mean, obviously, when I, I don't know when I'm going to post this, but as I'm recording this, we've known each other Zoom, Zoom-wise for about six weeks. So when you hear this and you say, this is not something that we've been rehearsing for years or something we've been producing. I know sometimes you see movies that say, oh, the director have been writing the screenplay for 10 years and he waited five more years of technology to come into play. And, I, and that's not saying that's to, to downplay that. But what I'm saying is God is, is making a major move um, that he's yeah. doing. We could not have orchestrated without him, without his spirit moving in us. So this, this is just kind of the, just the beginning. And I'm looking forward to, you know, what God's going to do and the way that he's going to continue to rebuild the kingdom in this um, post COVID world. Because I think one of the things we have to learn is even after we come out of this, eventually we will, but to think that we're just going to go back to how things were, that would be a mistake. That would be such a big mistake that we have got to learn in this season. And I believe that, you know, hopefully through what you're hearing in our podcast and just what you're hearing through God for yourself, you're seeing this season and we, and we hope to walk in that fully. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's fascinating that you bring up chemistry too. And like, this might be an outdated reference by the time this goes out, but I mean, right after that first Zoom call, like you and I have better chemistry than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> had to put that Clippers reference in there. Had to, you know, that little dig. Sorry if you're here and you're a Clippers fan. But, uh, but like, I mean, it was just interesting because, like, I didn't know what to expect. And the reason it took me like a week to get back to you was it went, you sent it to the defundthechurch at gmail.com, like this random email address I opened so that I could like, you know, log in under that email address or whatever. I wasn't ever checking that email address. So one day I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I better check that email. You know what I mean? I went and checked it and you, and there's an email in there. And I, I immediately responded to you right when I saw it was there. So I think it had been like five or six days, but anyway, um, and I'm like, let's have a zoom. And we had a zoom and we chatted and it was like, wow, this, this guy, you know, wants to do a podcast. Let's do it. Like, let's, I, I, I think we're better together. And a lot of people, you know, one of the things we struggle with in the world of influencers is people trying to only filter things through what can I get out of it? What, how, how can I get credit for this idea or credit for this thing? And for me, like nothing about defund the church is me getting credit for anything. Like I want this to be 
uh, a movement that people take ownership of ultimately. Like, I want you to own it. Defund the church and rebuild the kingdom in your context and do whatever you need to do to get there. Like, um, this is uh, not owned. You know what I mean? It's not like, and, and I think when we have that kind of view of collaboration in the church, because I mean, what we're really talking about, even in our own origin story of how we met, actually undoes a lot of the way the church operates. The church typically operates top down. Leaders lead and they make all the decisions and they don't really collaborate well with, you know, people who aren't pastors or, you know, and I think this is just another reality that like God's spirit is always on the, in the grassroots and in the margins. You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing when you see who Jesus elevates to be a disciple. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That person was disqualified from being a disciple a long time ago. Like I just got a message yesterday from someone considering checking out our church. And they're like, I feel like I think I'm going to check out your church. And I can't. And they said, I can't even believe I'm saying that because like I never thought I'd give church a chance again. They're like, I'm the biggest misfit. And I said, well, as long as you're okay with being pastored by a misfit, you'll fit right in. And like, like that, that's kind of my mindset is like, this collaboration though of like, Hey, I'm not better than anybody. Like I can partner with anybody because I'm not better than anybody. And, uh, and you had that same spirit too. And I think in that humility, but also feeling like we have a prophetic, you know, prophetic conversations that need to happen. Not that we have all the answers or we're always pointing in the right direction, but just that like, we're not afraid to have some of these conversations that, people are avoiding and uh and, and even just in our initial conversation that was clear and I, I i've loved getting to know more about you even just from our conversations and even some of the offline talk and stuff so like i'm looking forward to seeing what is possible and if anything this is a testimony to say hey when god throws something in your lap whether that's an email or something else like if someone else who's passionate about what you're passionate about don't see it as a threat don't see it as all oh, they got to the website before me. So I lost, see it as an opportunity to partner and work together. And who knows what God can, God can do in that space. Again, whenever you come up against an obstacle, what's the opportunity? Cause that might be what the spirit's saying. You know what I mean? And, and when you even say we can't go back to church as normal after this, again, all these obstacles, if we just come out of it being like, well, we got through that and we don't really see the opportunities to grow in it. Like, look at medicine. Medicine's like investing so much more in telemedicine now. It's like, because they're actually seeing these obstacles and finding opportunities. The church has to see these obstacles and find opportunities to grow too. And, and I'm passionate about that. You're passionate about that. And ultimately I think this podcast is going to keep having those difficult and interesting conversations on a variety of topics. And we've got many more that we've talked about that'll be uh, coming out in the future on different, different conversations. So, yeah. Yeah, great reference on um, the Clippers, you know, struggles. <laughs> and, and, and I don't want to bring that up because, you know, it's interesting because you got, but, but one of the things about that is you have to, you can't do this by yourself. I think when you look at, even even if you look at, say, I'll bring the Clippers up again, they have the right idea, right? You want to get a partnership where you have two great, great people. And I think a lot of times people have misunderstood that. But if you look at the Bible, Moses had Aaron. Yeah. Peter, Paul, Paul had Silas, right? Um, you know, Peter and John, you have these combinations of people that are together. Nobody's doing it by themselves. Jesus sent the disciples out in pairs, right? He didn't send them out and go one by one. He sent the, there was groups, right? He said where two or more are gathered. So there is something about the gathering. And, and, and something I was saying last night in, in a small men's group that I'm a part of is, you know, 
it's funny, a lot of times we act like God gave Adam the Bible first, but God gave Adam a companion, mm. right? He didn't say, here's my laws and precepts and everything that you need to do. Here's the two stone tablets. He gave him a companion. And I think that we need to, to embrace the collaboration um, in, in all parts of our good. lives, right? If, even, even with our wives. I know some of us, you know, I'll say this just straight up. Like, if you haven't been struggling in your marriage in quarantine, you're not married because, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, because, because nobody was expecting to death the apartment. We spend, you know, six weeks together, you know, without being able to go anywhere. And, and I'll say all that to say, we have to have better collaboration with our wives too, as men, as husbands, if you're listening to this and you're, you're a woman and with your husband or whatever, because that's the first collaboration. The marriage is the first ministry. And I think a lot of times when you look at things, you're not going to be able to change a nation if you can't influence your own household. And I think that's important, you know, as men, as we grow learning together is that we're in position in our household because we can have a podcast that a million people listen to. And if our home life is falling apart, then we're not really getting the, we're not really having the right word coming out, mm. you know, right. And yeah. I think, I think that's important uh, in that collaboration, understanding that God is a person that he's in relationship. The Trinity is in relationship, right? Yeah. Father, the son, and the spirit. There's no such thing as, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm just grateful for what we have. I'm grateful for what God's going to do and just hoping that, you know, it reaches the people that needs to reach. That's really what it comes down to. I mean, I, I know we were just talking before I was saying, Hey, I want to get it posted here. I want to get it posted there. I want more people to listen to it. But at the end of the day, if this is God's will. It's going to be listened to by who's supposed to hear it. And if that's a hundred people or a hundred thousand people, you know, you have to be satisfied when you're doing God's work. I know it's, it gets complicated. Sometimes you want to be what you think is successful. Mm -hmm. But if God, if it, if, if it gets to the people that God wants it to get to, then it was successful. Yeah. You might not know who those people are. There might not be a metric for that. And so that, that's a challenge uh, also with winning whatever you're doing for, for the Lord um, to know that it may not turn to the type of um, following or acknowledgement that, that you might have considered to be what, what, what would be like represent, representative of your success. So, so just keep that in mind. Like I said, we love, we love the fact that, you know, you're listening to this podcast and that you're just sharing feedback and we are just getting better every day. Like I said, we're just learning each other. So the best is yet to come as pastor said, and, and God willing, uh, we'll have many, many more episodes to cover. And there'll be many things that, you know, we really have to dig into in the kingdom where time, 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 the time to act and time to be in position is now. Um, and, and so we just, we're just grateful grateful to be here yeah so i uh, hope hopefully you guys enjoyed um our origin story again uh, you can subscribe on itunes stitcher podbean google play other major podcast platforms leave us a rating leave us a comment uh continue to visit defundthechurch.com get more information on how to engage with your church and some of these issues and again just continue to love each other continue to approach things in love continue to um, not, to not take anything for granted, not in this time and, and know that God is good and all things know that he's sovereign. So again, we love you guys. Um, and we hope you keep listening and we'll see you very soon on, on the episode of Defund the Church. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe and iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Automated Podcast platforms. And also don't forget to visit defundthechurch.com where you can find news and information on how to support this movement and rebuild the kingdom.